I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute. The podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 43. The giant vagina is a trap and Gordon has a problem with Dave. To tackle Minute 43, we have Walt Murray and Alan Sanders of The Wilder Ride. You come home... There's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Is a problem? Is a promise to my It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to, I guess the project's called Minute Or. At least that's what the name of the group is for now, or was when at the time we're recording this. But it might be called Dave Made a Maze. So, anyway, we're back here for minute number 43. I'm Alan Sanders of The Wilder Ride. And I'm Walt Murray, also of The Wilder Ride. And we are on one wild-ass ride here through this movie because it is getting stranger and stranger. If you remember yesterday, we were dealing with a cardboard vagina that every male knows is a trap. And we continue with that joke as now Harry's walking in and we will end with Dave telling Gordon, I built this for you. Right after they have kind of like of a man, man version of a cat fight over their beards or one of them doesn't have a beard. Yeah. It's kind of weird. So let's go ahead and start at the very beginning. This really dovetails perfectly from yesterday. It does connect because the joke is playing on still. We've already had two people walk in. The minute they turn in, they get mesmerized by this pulsating cardboard vagina. Harry's the next one. He kind of looks in. His, his eyeglasses are, you see, reflecting the light apparently right. coming out of the vagina. He licks his lip, goes forward to, like, touch the vagina himself. And just as he's going to reach out and go to touch it, of course, just like this happened twice before, Dave stops him. And even though Dave stops him, now it's... Yeah, so, Gord, um, so the last person who came Gord, in each time, so right, Gord's turn to say, right. it's a trap. So first you've had Dave tell Annie, and then Annie tell Gordon, and now Gordon tell Harry. Harry. Now we got to we got to get the last two guys in here. We got to get cameraman and boom operator. Yeah, Mo and they, Larry. Uh, yeah, I guess these guys. Okay, first of all, before we finish playing out the joke, you know, as we're narrating it, do we get the sense with just this one shot? These guys are comic relief. Yes, I get that. I definitely get that. <laughs> you get a strong sense I, when you I, got the shorter, fatter guy, the taller, skinnier guy. They're both kind of goofy, and yet they're both trying to walk through the doorway at the exact same th- time. There are three things that I'm convinced of in this movie. Annie is hot. Yes. Okay. Concur. Dave is a slacker. Concur. And an underachiever. And these two are the idiot comic relief. Okay. Totally agree. Uh, we are 100. See... We know movies. Yeah, thank you for joining us. <laughs> and that's it for this we, minute. We'll, we'll be wrap back. it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's end on a high definitive. note before we say something really, really dumb. Oh, yeah, that's coming. <laughs> so these guys come in. The camera guy's got his camera down uh, to one side. Boom guy's got the headphones still on. Uh, by the way, where everyone's sort of been entranced, maybe because everyone must have seen a vagina before, except I'm thinking boom operator. Yeah, boom operator seems... Um, like he looks like the kid yeah. that just was told you can have access to the candy store 
have at it. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with you. My first thought was he's the guy who probably already has a couple restraining orders on him. Um, <laughs> no, he's not that bad. He just looks. Like I don't know. He's everyone, pretty creepy. Everyone's got the sort of dazed and sort of like almost hypnotized, almost expressionless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a goofy ass smile. His head's tilted. They're like. Oh my yeah. goodness, oh, look at the size yeah. of that vagina. <laughs> Do you wonder if this is a throwback to Predator? And if you yelled the line, Gee, you got a big pussy. Gee, you got a big pussy. I hadn't thought about that, but it, it works. Yeah, you know, it works. The and then, oh, 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 oh. He's just laughing. Yeah, you may have. You do know the scene I'm referencing. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. uh, absolutely. I'm just trying to figure out if you maybe gave this movie more credit than it deserves. Well, at this being point, a throwback to anything. At this point, we we did this with Young Frankenstein though. We had oh, something yeah. would make us remember something from some other movie completely mm-hmm. unrelated, but a line was similar or a look was similar, and so hey, all I keep thinking about is, gee, that's a big pussy. <laughs> and, and and it is, it is. Yes. But it, apparently, it's a trap. It is. <laughs> As we've heard several times before, it apparently is a trap. So these guys, and by the way, that same almost weird, I don't know, it's like cacophonous. It's like sort of like how you would sound if you maybe dragged a bow across empty bottles or glass. It's like almost otherworldly. But every time they stop the person from being entranced, the sound goes away. Yeah. So it's almost like that music in the soundtrack is only there to let us know, oh, there's a spell taking place. That's there's right. Some kinda... And then the spell gets broken and the music stops. Right. Yep. And these two guys, now it's Harry that stops these two guys from putting their hands into the vagina. Then he, Harry then says that line, he goes, oh, I'm going to go uh, check, go check the, the light levels. <laughs> yeah. For what? You're going to go set up a shot? I think he was excusing himself to take care of something. Uh, maybe he's really turned on by the vagina. I, I think that's uh, guys. I got. I think um, that's the joke that they were going. I for. need a moment alone. That's it's one big vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a. Um, I I think to say this is weird. It, uh, well, I think we can definitely absolutely say that understates. Now, if we didn't believe that before. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everything about this. This is a very odd movie. And. Yeah. I, I think it goes beyond Twilight Zone weird. Oh, this yeah. is a different version no, of weird. This, this is, is definitely you. You could see it being Twilight Zone ish, but way beyond anything I've seen in a Twilight Zone. Yeah, we're we're in Clockwork Orange territory here. <laughs> could, well, you know what? Maybe I like it. I mean, the in, didn't they in Clockwork Orange sort of have the quote like the rape scene, and instead of doing with an actual rape, they used a giant penis. I yeah to bang that into that gr- woman very and they were familiar. like beating her over the head with it symbolically raping her so and that would be about the exact same size you would need to put in this vagina yeah well, probably wow God, I can't believe we're talking about this, this in a is... pie. oh my kids don't stumble across this yeah I think we need to change our names <laughs> to protect the guilty here <laughs> no kidding <laughs> yeah I, I have to say I've I, I'm rarely befuddled but this one has kind of got me it's. It is strange, and I'm trying to figure out what's the symbolism here. There's got to be something, well, beyond the joke that, you know, it's, it's a man trap. But I think, no, I think it's just that obvious. <laughs> I, I think it really but is But she just fell that for obvious. it. Annie yeah. got entranced yeah. by it. You know. <laughs> hey, to each their own. I mean, we all, you know. Maybe she did. once we came, you know, I mean, we, <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean I don't know. Well, yeah, this is from whence we came. Huh. 
You're giving me things to think about. By the way, folks, we didn't do any show prep. We're just doing this live, like literally winging it as we go. Yes. I mean, well, show prep I, I, in the I sense that's we watch the minute as much as we can over and over and over. But it's not like you and I rehearsed anything. No. And I, I think our, our greatest show prep was watching movies like A Clockwork Orange growing up. <laughs> Could very well be. So he says he wants to go check the light levels. I'm going to uh, check the light levels. Then Gordon says, yeah, yeah me, me too. too. And then Dave says, no. He's like, I'm serious. Don't mess with it. He takes a glove off of his hand that he's been wearing this whole time, which, by the way, I haven't noticed. And maybe it was in the other yeah, shots. I didn't notice Never it. noticed the, the Michael Jackson thing because he's wearing it on his left hand. He takes a glove off. It's not a white glove, but he takes the glove off his left hand. And now it looks like his hand is, well, first of all, it's a cheesy effect because it looks like he's wearing a cardboard glove. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell whether his hand is covered with cardboard or if it turned into cardboard. I think it's supposed to be that it turned into cardboard. That's what I thought. But the production value, just you not can great. see that it's a cardboard glove over his hand. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I had to learn the hard way. And he flexes it, and it looks like it's cardboard Cardboardy, wrapped. yeah. So, we'll, I mean, it's obviously a lower-budget flick. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt that they couldn't figure out how Wait, to use what? spirit gum to make sure it adhes <laughs> to his wrist so that way it didn't look like he was still wearing another glove on top of a glove. Maybe it's an airplane reference where the Robert Stack takes off one pair of shades and there's another pair of shades. Yeah, um, could be. I, I, I get the per, the sense from the production side that, this isn't just a bunch of guys that got together to make this, but it isn't far from that. But it's definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna label this an indie. It's an independent. It's an indie. Flick. Yeah, it's definitely. This might an be indie. one of those ones that ends up going if it's already out, going either straight to Amazon Prime or Netflix or something like that. And and it may have it may have again not knowing anything about it, having uh, yeah. seen it, no idea if it's been part of any international film festivals, local film festivals, if it's gone around nationally and won anything, I have no well, idea. Well, and one thing we do know is that these are actors who are working actors. You know, these aren't guys like... You know, no, these aren't college kids putting on weekend. a project. These aren't like going up for their MFA and, you know, this was their thesis to get their, you know, master's in fine arts for filmmaking. Right, no, and it, it's definitely not a paramount. No, it's picture. not a big budget either. Uh, and I like Gordon here. After Gordon wants to leave and Dave is like, no... I'm serious. I this is what happened. You know, like th these things are for real. And then Gordon gives kind of a smarmy line. Yes, he is does. There anything here you haven't tried to put your hand in? Now, Walt, let's play for a second. I'm going to get serious. Well, that's there's a, first. a double meaning. There needs to be a double meaning in that line. Otherwise, why say it that way? Uh, yeah, I picked up on that too. There, Dave has done something else along the way. Probably two or three other things. Was Gordon? And Annie a thing? Ooh, good question. And now Annie is with Dave. And would that explain the fuck my wife? That could explain it. Yeah. Where is there a weird kind of a best friends here rather than brothers in Raging Bull? You've got kind of best friends. Maybe she was supposed to be with Gordon at one point in time. And Dave, quote, put his hand in something that he wasn't supposed could to. Could be. And now there's sort of that little bit of animosity now you're sensing between these two with this line. Is there anything in here you haven't tried to put your hand in? I could see that. Because, I mean, the way it's delivered and the choice of those words, you know, and this comes from the fact that I've not only watched a lot of movies, but being a screenwriter, being an actor, being a filmmaker myself, obviously not at this level, but there's a reason Wait, what that level word exactly is this. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I have done stuff like this. But, I was going to say, I, um, but you know what I mean? That line is significant. The choice of words, you you just feel 
those words weren't just randomly said. That wasn't meant to be sort of a funny line. That was, although you could see it as quote unquote funny. Like what, what, is there anything in here you haven't tried to put your hand in? Because of the way it's said? Yeah. I get there's, there's a mu- more, there's, there's more between more that triangle yeah, between Annie, him, and Gordon. There's something there. And what I like is it's a smarmy, passive aggressive line, and it triggers Dave to say something back. He doesn't go, oh, I, I didn't, didn't try. try. I did. I did. Thank you very much. Which again. But did, did he say anything in this maze that you is didn't there any, put your hand is it, in? I think he says, is there anything in here you haven't tried to put your hand in? And he did say, okay, is there anything in this maze you haven't tried to stick your hand in? And he says, I didn't try. I did. Thank you very much. So and they've like, obviously kind of dogged him out about his... Um... Now, oddly, this movie has won a Saturn Award and an Audience Award at the Boston Underground Film Festival. Okay, so it was part of the festival circuit as an independent, yeah. independent flick to first so. make the festival tour. It may be, but I have no idea how old it is or whatever. Uh, but uh, it may be 2018. Out- what? It's very recent. Oh, it's very recent. Okay. Yeah. So it may still be making festival circuits while we're doing this, which is kind of cool that Robert knows, because I know the reason we, first of all, I'll tell you the reason I was interested is Robert Black said, I may be able to get some of the people behind the film or people in the film to be part of the podcast. So now we either have made friends with what we've contributed to this by what we've done analysis wise, or we're going to have people who will never or talk to us ever, enemies. ever again. Right. <laughs> right. And knowing the two of us, I'm feeling it may be the latter. <laughs> It may be a combination of both. The, the, the conversations may not be pleasant. <laughs> but I, am, I, I will tell you this for the filmmaker's benefit, but also I told you before we even started, I am intrigued enough with the five minutes that we've been given scattered randomly besides the two minutes we had back to back yesterday and today. I want to see this. Oh, well, I, I just looked it up. It, it's uh, $3.99 on Amazon Video. I'm going to be paying for that tomorrow after church and sitting down and watching this movie. Yeah, after we're done recording. Although, do we want to do that right away? Because Robert said he was still trying to plug minutes at the time we're doing this. I don't know if we want to, oh, if he asks us point. to cover them. Although, we do have I don't five. know that I can wait. I, like, I'm, I'm so intrigued by this movie <laughs> now. Jones in. Well, let's, let's, let's go back to this argument because is there anything in this maze you haven't tried to put, you haven't tried to put your hand in? He goes, um, I haven't, I did. I have, he says, I didn't, he didn't try, I did it. Yeah. I didn't try, I did. Thank you very much. And then it comes back and goes, don't think I haven't tried to, I, I didn't recognize your complete and utter lack of beard. Like, what? Yeah. Where did that come from? And, and then he even calls him a name. He calls him a paper dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Which, which I wonder if he also has a, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm s- total speculation at this point. But Oh, I don't think he's got a friendship. paper Schwanstucker. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but I do think it's interesting. We just had a big giant cardboard, quote, paper vagina. Right. And he makes a comment, what else did you put your hand in? Which obviously he had to have put it in the vagina. That's how she knows yeah, it's, right. it's a trap. In, right. And now we've got the double entendre of you put your hand on my girl or you took yeah, my could be. my girl. She was yep. with me before she decided to go with you. Well, and then the whole thing about the beard, that tells me that they do have a longer relationship than just today. Right. You know, yeah, they didn't just meet in the maze. No, they did not but, just meet in the maze. This is not just one of her friends that she went and got to help her find him. Right. You know. These two guys have some backstory. They have a history together. And this is kind of the conundrum of those of us who wear beards is, uh, do you have to shave it for an interview? Do you have to shave it for other stuff? I've had to shave mine a couple times for court. Right. And, uh, or I have chosen to I had to, to just shave, shave mine. mine recently to play Han Solo for a benefit we oh, do for, yeah. uh, for the Telescience Museum here where we bring in a bunch of the – it's basically open to families, but the kids, they come in and they just love it. And 
I tell you, I hate it because after I shave, after having not shaved for a while, I end up having those little breakouts everywhere. It starts to grow back oh, in. Yeah. It's just you're like, yeah. oh. So thankfully, mine's actually finally starting to get back to normal. But yeah. The, uh, and I don't do like you. You got a little bit longer. I, I, I do the more five o'clock shadow look for a while. Otherwise, it starts getting patchy and weird because I just don't have enough, apparently, testosterone or whatever. <laughs> I wasn't born with enough facial hair follicles. But um, but I do like having the bearded look. Even my wife, she's like, I hate you clean shaven. And the guy's like, so they're having a fight here that seems almost more like like wife to husband kind of. You know what it reminds me of? And, of course, I'm going to go back to a Seinfeld. It's almost that same argument in Seinfeld when George got engaged and Jerry broke up with his girlfriend and George is saying we, and had, we a had a pack, you know mm-hmm. you were supposed to get engaged too oh yeah and as, so maybe there's a thing well I grew a beard where's yours you were supposed to have yours right. you were supposed to keep yours and, or something well I had to shave mine off because I had an interview I had something you know something real life that got in the way of it and then he says oh sellout don't have a clue and he then, says oh sellout and, bef- and right after he makes this comment about you about him being a sellout. And just as we start to wrap up, we hear him say, I made this for you. It cuts to the vagina again, and we hear, thank you. And that's where we end. Yeah. That's, 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 we don't have any more. Are they, are they, did they just make up over this? Is that suddenly? Well, you know how, how friends are when they kind of get into it. And Harry but... looks uncomfortable watching this. Yes, he does. Play out, because we have a cut to, for some reason, like why a cut to to him? Not a cut to of Annie. It's a cut to of him. Of yeah. Harry. Yeah, see, I, I that's what I was kind of thought. I thought that was odd that they cut to him and not to Annie. They never cut to Annie through any of this. And I, you know, I would have been in, interested in finding out what she was doing or thinking at this point. I mean, of course, she's probably just rolling her eyes like most women do and just like, why are they even arguing about Can I? Can I ask us? a question? Are we letting our our particular heterosexuality taint us to think that Dave is with Annie just because they're together? Could it be that Dave and Harry are a thing? And that's why Harry reacts the way he does? Or is that going way too far overboard? No, I think Dave and Annie are definitely together. You think they're together? Okay, yeah. the way they talk. Okay. Well, the way they talk and... Because it's just the, why filmmaker And that may be just where the difference between, you know, when you're doing more of a smaller production film for yeah. some reason. And maybe we don't know why. Maybe something was being said that means something. Because Harry... They make a point of a solo insert shot of just Harry while these two guys are arguing. They don't do an insert yeah. shot of her, of her. In fact, the only time we see her is there's another shot at the very last second of Gordon and Annie, but we don't see Annie by herself. Right. Right. And I don't know why. I, I'm... I'm at a loss as to why. So, I mean, we're playing speculation. I just wanted to throw it out there that, you know, it's, it's entirely possible that maybe there's the, the triangle, maybe for some reason Harry's involved with that. I I still believe my earlier thought. Yeah, I still think I'm it's Annie. On the earlier thought, but I, I think that um, just because of the way that Annie has reacted to all this and the fact that early on in the movie when she walked in, in the apartment from being gone over the weekend and he had built the whole castle there, I mean, it... it it all seems like that that's the relationship. Oh, and I think there was a scene too when they were um talking about, you know, when they were in the gray shadows. Right. I think they were holding hands. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to change my thought. I and the reason I think it's a shot on Harry, I think Harry's inquisitive. I think he is t- sort of taking his glasses down to look again into the vagina and almost is put under the spell again until these guys say something and yell and he pulls him back out. 
I think he looked back at it. Maybe that's what it, why we were looking uh, at him. That, that maybe may there's something right. about that may be right. him being attracted to this world or something about this world that he was tempted to look again and somehow pulled himself out. Maybe there's something more, and that's why it was still a shot on Harry, but it looks like he maybe was falling yeah, susceptible Harry's to close this. to becoming the pillar of cardboard, I think. He's ready to go all in. I almost wondered, yeah, as, we're, as I went back and rewatched at the very last second, rather than him being the focus about their argument, I almost think there's something about that's tantalizing about being in this world. Mm-hmm. And that attracted him to look into the cardboard vagina again. And he nearly gets entranced, but he, 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 he startled again while they're having their argument and keeps him from going further toward the... But I mean, yeah. I almost got a sense, that if you slow it down, that he would just sort of like, well, I'm going to see what happens when I put my hand in there. Yeah, I think he was. I, I think he was. Yeah, I'm with you. I may have to buy this movie, like, yeah. but I gotta wait. We got. We have to talk to Robert afterwards. I'll, when we get done, I'll, yeah. I'll once find we're out. in the clear, I've got. I want to make sure we've you know we've signed our NDA. Right. We don't want to. We don't want to. F- I know that apparently that's the big thing today in, in politics is to you know pretend the NDAs don't mean anything. But right. you, know, you and I, as common no, folk, we, we have would integrity. Go, we would go to jail. Yes. <laughs> oh, we oh would get sued gosh. anyway. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's where we end with the I built this for you and thank you. And he looks like he's about to start saying something, but we don't hear what it is. It's just, it's sort of a, a something like he's saying, thank you. I, I, like, I'm touched or I'm happy or I had no idea. But it's, it's like, it's the very start of a syllable that we won't get until minute number 44. I, I'd like to see this converse, the rest of this conversation in context. Yeah, it's, gosh, this is a fun exercise, but it's maddening. It because is. I have no idea how close we are to anything being accurate. All we can do is analyze what we've been given. Yeah, and I'm sure the audience is getting a good chuckle out of this. One way or the other. You know what, though? Isn't that our goal with the Wilder Ride? It is. It's a Ultimately, we want to make sure we've entertained you for 30, 40, however long the minutes happen to be, 20 to 50, (laughs) however long they happen to be. Our final episode of this season was over an hour. (laughs) Yes. But, I mean, I think that's what I want to make sure we're doing. No matter no matter what. And if they're entertained, maybe they'll come over and uh, check out our podcast. Yeah, which you can do by going to thewilderride.com. We have our episodes there. We have links to places you can come find us. And we have some new content coming out on Patreon while we're in our hiatus. Um, next season, we'll be cranking up sometime in the uh, March-April area with uh, some new episodes. Uh, and our second year movie, which will be announced at the end of our first season, if you'd like to find out what that is. Or you can come over to Facebook.com slash The Wilder Ride, and we have all the information about our Season 2 movie, which I think will be a popular one. Yeah, if you've been having fun with our analysis and you just think, God, these guys are a couple of lunatics, which you're absolutely right, come join our closed listeners group as well. We've got the open public Facebook page, but we've got the listeners group, The Wilder Ride, The Listeners Group. It's really fun, and uh, we actually respond to all of our our listeners, so you can hit us up right in there. And there's some great conversations We've got Twitter. We've even got Instagram. Yeah, we do. And I have a feeling that if you sit down and listen to uh, season one or you, as this comes out, we're probably into season two. One thing that you probably will come away with is feeling a whole lot better about yourself. You <laughs> listen to us a little bit. Yeah. You're like, God, I thought my life was screwed. <laughs> These two guys are morons. Poor guys. How do they survive? All right. Well, the next time you'll get us our final time, at least as of right now, I mean, by the time we finish our recording, we may have had been asked to plug something, but we will say as of this minute, this exact moment in time, and Robert can edit this out because he's the master planner anyway, minute 70, which seems to be close or at least towards the end of the movie. I have no idea how long this is, but based on what you and I will be talking about in minute 70, I get the sense that there's some 
Uh, rising climax that we're about to be part of. So toward, I would guess, the end of the movie. That would be my impression. So come on back for minute 70. We will tease this if you want to write this down. Minute 70 is going to start with some weird cardboard 3D zoetrope spinning. And it is going to end with what looks like Dave getting ready to plunge a samurai sword into that 3D zoetrope. But you're going to have to come back, well, not only tomorrow for the next minute in the movie, but if you want to hear us, earmark your calendar. We'll be back. You're coming back for a while. Minute 70. Looking forward to seeing y'all. All right. Until until then, Walt, you want to, I guess we got some time to kick around. I, do, I guess so. We've got a few weeks. What are we going to do? I don't know. Dinner's on, definitely on the menu. Got to do dinner. Yeah. And maybe some adult beverages the further I get into this. Yeah. And maybe course, that would have helped us underta- understand this. That might have. That might have. And, uh, of course, our, our days of smoke them if you got them are well, well past, so. <laughs> well, yeah. We don't live in Colorado. Nah. Dang, Georgia. Too bad. And then I could probably disarm all the traps. And then we could, we could finish this maze. Who is with me? That was Walt Murray and Alan Sanders of The Wilder Ride taking on Minute 43 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in Minute 70. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Rick Ingham and Julia Ingham of Mad Max Minute taking on Minute 44. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? <laughs>